Are you a good witch or a bad witch? Hello and welcome to Witch Bitches Review. I am the physical embodiment of the Wicked Witch of the East feet curling up under Dorothy's house, Tyler Carson Evans. And I'm the tick that fell off a flying monkey's wing and burrowed into Scarecrow's brainless head, Siren Rex Neenan. This is the podcast where we watch and review a myriad of media based on or surrounding witchcraft, beginning with the original Charmed series. So this is just a short introduction to us and what to expect from this project. Uh, We're both queer witches and happen to be avid fans and critics of Charmed. I'm an aspiring musical theater performer based in Chicago, and I've been practicing witchcraft for the better part of six years. And I am a student of sociology, gender studies, film studies, and art with a bachelor's of science from Manchester College. And we don't even need to talk about what I do for a living right now because that is boring. But the point (laughs) is, I am obsessed with dissecting all kinds of literature, books, movies, TV shows, and I love doing it to anything involving witchcraft. Yeah, so I'm really excited to undertake this project with you. When the idea came to me, it was sort of just... It was very inspired by the podcast Buffering the Vampire Slayer because I'm just obsessed with that podcast and they do such a great job. And it really made me want to like explore this avenue a little bit more, which I'm really, really excited about. And when it when the idea first like was incepted into my brain, it was just going to be a charmed podcast. But we've sort of decided that we want to tackle a bunch of other different forms of media representations of witchcraft and pop culture, which I think is going to be really fun. I I love starting with Charmed because it it really makes sense for me because Charmed was kind of my introduction to witchcraft. So in terms of my own life, it makes perfect sense to start here. Um, But like I said, um, just dissecting media is one of my favorite hobbies. And I have all sorts of annoying college classes in my background to help me do that. Um, So I I love that we're going to go from here and look at all this other witchy stuff. There's so much that I want to talk about in the future. Um, I'd love to get into Buffy a little bit. Oh, yes. Oh, Uh, yes. I'd love to get into the new Charmed. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Um, Sabrina. Both Sabrinas. Really. We just have a lot to talk about. There's so much to talk about. And that's why, like, I felt so compelled to start this project with you because... There's just, there's a never ending like smorgasbord of stuff for us to like break down and talk about. And starting with Charmed made sense because it was also sort of my first introduction. Probably more so Buffy the Vampire Slayer was the start of my introduction to witchcraft. That was the first time that I had ever like had a conceptual idea of what witchcraft was outside of like the Wizard of Oz, you know? And you know, seeing a scary green witch cackling and writing shit in the sky was not an accurate portrayal of what witches were. And granted, neither was Buffy totally, but it was a little bit more on the nose than Surrender Dorothy. Do you know what, though? Even as a kid, when I would watch The Wizard of Oz, which was like my first favorite movie, I thought The Wicked Witch of the West was cool as hell. I thought she was... Like, when I watched that movie and I was like, who do I aspire to be in the future? Clearly, the green bitch who everyone is afraid of. And (laughs) ta-da! Halfway there! (laughs) 
Oh, yeah, that's that's great. I was terrified of her. I was terrified of her when I was little. But oh my god, she was so cool. After I watched Wicked, though, I was much more like into into the aesthetic, and I was like, oh, she's just misunderstood. And now I have a hard time watching The Wizard of Oz without wanting to sing all the songs from Wicked. So, you know. So we we talked a little bit earlier today about how you wanted to break down and discuss how like. For a lot of people, pop culture and media is their first introduction to witchcraft, but it's not it's not always accurate, right? It gives them this like door yeah. to know where to look, but it's not necessarily what you should build your foundation on. So let's discuss that. Well, when you brought this podcast idea to me, like that that's why I was so excited about it. There's a reason that dissecting media is a hobby of mine, and that's because honestly, it's so important. So like you said, um a lot of witchcraft in pop culture is some people's first introduction to actual witchcraft, but let's make a broader statement. What the images and messages we see in pop culture are introductions to a lot of the way that we come to think and the way we come to think of things as normal. You know, we learn that like largely, especially our generation, from television, from magazines, from movies, from books. Who well, not so much books? I mean, okay. <laughs> yeah, I don't read. I don't. We're millennials. Like, who has time to read? Um, <laughs> We're too busy being crippled by uh, debt and depression. Yeah, yeah. the fun stuff. Um, but my, my point is that um, all generations do this. All people do this. But it's so prevalent right now because media has exploded into the forefront of almost everyone's lives in the world. So we absorb all these messages from the things that we watch, the the media that we consume, basically, and it becomes kind of this backup default truth in our brain, and sometimes we don't even question that we only think something is true because we absorbed it from the television. Oh, you know? absolutely. So absolutely. media has a lot of power over our lives and what we think and how we treat people and the world around us. So going to narrow that back down in to our witchcraft thing. Um, it's incredibly problematic when almost universally media presents a subject with just wild inaccuracy and it, you can't even find examples of truth and witchcraft is somewhere where that happens there are just almost no accurate representations of witchcraft wicca or paganism in pop culture but there are a lot of representations of them that are inaccurate. So that's why I feel like it's so important for people to be talking and listening about this stuff is because there's just all this media product out there that's feeding us lies and people absorb it without questioning it. So yes, can we enjoy these things? Do I enjoy all of these wildly inaccurate witch medias? Yes, yes I do. Yes, I love them. Like I said, I grew up aspiring to be the Wicked Witch of the West, and I think I've done pretty well so far. But we can enjoy them while also questioning them. And that, I think, is the crux of what Tyler and I are here to accomplish. Yeah, absolutely. And, and speaking about how sort of wildly inaccurate some of these shows are, I mean, obviously there's an element of 
fantasy to it that has to make it entertaining, right? And that's what you go for when you're creating a piece of media is to entertain people or to send out a message, which creates its own problems when you're talking about something that is like a real belief system and spiritual practice for people. Right. Um, But I feel like bringing it into Charmed, the first couple of seasons did pretty well. Right. They obviously there was they did. there was an element of fantasy to it because there had to be, you know, it was on a new network and they were competing with Buffy. And it was sort of like this follow up to like, how do we create more of these um, sort of powerhouse shows? And it really, really accomplished that. But also in, in the first couple of seasons, they were pretty accurate in their portrayals of some of the stuff they were doing. Yeah, they like twisted it a little bit, but it's. The, the foundation of it was really there and it sort of lost that as it started to go along. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, in the past, um, in actually a project I did for school, I said that Charmed and The Craft yes. are the two pieces of witch media that come closest to reality. Mm-hmm. Um, which has pros and cons, honestly, though, because are they close to being accurate? Yes, but does the fact that they're close to accurate and also completely wrong kind of muddy the waters? Does it make it harder to see what it really is? I, I would agree. I think especially The Craft is one of my favorite movies. I think it's incredible. I think they did a really good job of incorporating actual witchcraft elements. I can't wait for us to talk about The Craft in depth. Um, I think that's going to be a really fun episode. I think we could break it down into several different episodes probably. Um, but... The flip side of it being so accurate is that in the end, the witches go fucking crazy and try to kill each other. And that's not, I mean, there are definitely have been witches where I've been like, bitch, what are you doing? Get away from me. But like, I've never wanted to like push them out a window, you know? So (laughs) yeah. Kick them into a mirror. Maybe. Maybe. Yes. Yes. But not, not, you know, to the extent that happens in the end of that film. Um, We're all, of course, talking about the original here. Yes, yes. Correct. Because <laughs> I got opinions about the reboot. I, you know, I don't know how I feel about the reboot overall. I think that it's interesting, but I don't get it. I feel like it's a different thing. Did you watch it? Did you watch I, it? I did. I have not seen it yet. So. I hate to say stuff like this. Don't. Okay, first of all, you're going to get me talking about the reboot, and this is going to turn into a whole other show. But... The gist of my opinion is that they didn't try to do anything new, really. They tried to copy the original, and they tried to put a quote-unquote modern take on it, and it just ended up, I don't know, just very lazy and unfinished. And I'm not even really making an opinion about the actors. I'm not trying to say anything about them. It was more the script itself. It was just not... Good. So speaking of reboots, the Charmed reboot, we've talked about that personally, but I think it it would be interesting to talk about it on the pod. How do you feel about the reboot in general? I love the reboot, quite honestly. I think there are moments, I think there are moments when it misses the mark. Absolutely. Um, But you know, it's, it's also a newer show and, uh, Like, we we totally talked about how the beginning of season two was a little rough. We were like, what the hell are you doing? Yeah, it was a drastic change. I just, like, I I don't have the emotional space for everything to completely change. So, like, why are you doing this to me? But, you know, it, it turned out fine. Um, overall, I think it's a great show. Um, I think it builds upon the universe of the original show in a really great and interesting way. 
Um, obviously, I love that we now have these three powerful icons, witchy women of color, one of them being an out and proud feminist lesbian. Um, I think those characters are great, and we need more characters like that. So hell yeah to the Charmed reboot for paving the way. I'm all about it. Yeah, I, I emphatically agree with you there. I do sort of... One thing that I did really like, especially in the first season of the reboot, was that the characters were kind of already fully developed. We didn't really get that in the original. There was lots of sort of sporadic development or personality traits that come in like seemingly at random. I do feel, however, though, that a lot of controversy could have been avoided with the reboot if they had named it something else. Yeah, that's true. And because it's it's different enough, it's mm-hmm. different enough that it doesn't have to be called Charmed. Yeah. It could have been called something else and existed within that universe. It could have. It could even yeah. been like a Charmed reference or something. Like I don't know. The, yeah, the absolutely. Power of there or there were. But yeah, I agree. I I think that it definitely would have saved a lot of grief, especially just between the fandoms and the actresses, as we know. You know, yeah. there's been some. I Some know, hot I goss know. And there. I would, I would love tea. to get into that, but I, I think that's a whole episode, girl. Honestly, that absolutely yeah, it's, it's a whole, whole episode. episode. It's a whole where episode. We're just gonna um, gossip about celebrities. So look out for that. What is? What are you most excited for with this project? What is there an episode that you're most looking forward to? A season that you're most looking forward to? Mm. Oh wow! Okay, that's a great question. Why don't you tell me your answer while I think about mine? <laughs> Um, so I think the, I mean, the biggest thing that like, I'm most excited about with this podcast isn't even necessarily charmed related. It's, it's more that like my spiritual path and my practice has always been a very separate entity from my creativity, right? It's always been this like other thing that I've had Mm -hmm. to do, right? It's always been this like separate part of my personality. I was talking to my therapist the other day about this actually, um, It was like I was living in a two-bedroom house, right? And all of my witchcraft stuff was in one room, and then all my other shit was throughout the rest of the house, you know? There wasn't a lot of intersectionality in the different parts of my life, and I really am excited to get to dive into this project and really combine those two things, because there's this element almost sometimes for me of, like, shame about my spiritual practice because it's not... Oh, no. Because it's not the normal thing, right? It's not the default thing that people are going to expect, especially with working in entertainment and wanting to be a singer and wanting to be an actor. I always felt that I couldn't be upfront about my spiritual path because it would color people's, pers- like, perspective of me. Perception, rather, is a better word. Mm. And I'm excited to get to combine all of these different facets of myself and really take this project on in a way that, like, is wholly myself. Um, well, I'm just going to respond to that with a couple of things, which is, first of all, being different is awesome. Yes, being normal is vastly overrated. Um, it would even I don't even know how that works. Um, so I, like, I might be kind of a big fan of yours or whatever. I don't know if you all know this about Tyler, <laughs> but his singing voice is amazing. It's better than mine. It's better than yours. Um, and he's going to be, like, super famous one day. Um, so when you're super famous, like, I, I think it, I think it'll be awesome if, you know, you can, like, do that while being an out and proud witch. Because I just, I feel like our culture needs that. 
not like putting all that pressure Absolutely. on you right now. No pressure, but you have to come out as a witch when you're famous. I'm sorry. Siren said it here and now. I mean, I'm already out as a witch. It's not something that I like actively try to hide. It's not, it's just not something that I boast about very often or that I talk about mm-hmm. in public spaces very often, unless it comes up. Witchcraft in general is kind of a anti-boasting thing. I mean, like, you know, the internet might tell you differently, but I just sort of feel like, like we know what it's like to be made uncomfortable by other people assuming their religion is normal and trying to force it upon us. And so I feel like we don't, as a culture, really do that, which is a good thing. It's a wise in life. Yeah, absolutely. I think I, I definitely agree with that. Witchcraft is something that is deeply personal. And whether you choose to share your craft or not publicly, I mean, it's still yours. Maybe that's another element of it is it, it was something that was just mine. You know, I'm a solitary practitioner. I practice alone. I have never... You know, I've done like little rituals with with other people that I know that practice or like friends that wanted to give me, to be involved, but for the most part, everything that I do and everything that I've developed is deeply personal in mine. And being super open about that, especially in a public space, is scary. You know, there's there's a fear of being judged not just by muggles but also by other witches. Oh my god, other witches who judge are like so annoying. They're so annoying, but it like I'm so annoyed. I'm annoyed already. It, it it happens, you know, it happens all the time and it's it's ridiculous and annoying and stupid that people in our community do that, but because, you know, not everything that I do is super traditional, I get afraid to share it sometimes, and I'm really hoping that doing this project will bring me out of that. Yeah. Cuz fuck shame. Can I say fuck? Yeah, you can say okay. fuck. You can say whatever well, you want. I did. This is a this is a not a PG thirteen podcast. Apparently not as of now. God not damn it. Not as of now. That was not my intention ever, actually, so Okay. You know me, I'm so prim and proper all the time. All the time. So I thought of an answer to your question, reeling it back. Let me what know. I'm excited Lay it about. on me. I know what I'm excited about most for this project. And it's every single moment that I get to be a social justice warrior. <laughs> Every single moment, every time I criticize them for a lack of queer representation, a lack of people of color representation, every time they act like being male and witch at the same time is like this ooh-ah thing or like not possible or whatever. And also like every time they do or don't have air conditioning, like it's very inconsistent, (laughs) you know, like do the charmed ones have air conditioning or not? Because it really goes back and forth. I just want to know. And maybe, you know, we'll finally answer that question. I think I think that's another one of those things where it's like inconsistent character development. You know, the house itself is a character. It is. It is. That is such a good point. We're going to talk about that a lot. This. Oh, you're going to get me right into it. I will talk about this more. But... In Charmed, you have the three main characters, obviously, but one of the things I found fascinating about the show is that the house is a character, and the book Mm -hmm. is a character. Oh my god, yeah. 100%. 100%. That Book of Shadows is so iconic for so many different reasons. Let's talk about the Charmed Book of Shadows. Yes, please. The Charmed Book of Shadows has been one of the greatest inspirations of my personal craft. I have been striving to have a book like that like ever since I first watched the show and 
It's cool as fuck because now I do. I have this enormous 800-page book of shadows that I sewed together myself. Wait, you made that yourself? I made it oh myself. Oh my god, work. I know. I with YouTube tutorials. Like That's incredible. Yeah. That's incredible. It was Your bitchin'. book is beautiful. Your book is beautiful. It is. He's not lying. It, it really, really is. Mine is like decent. You know, <laughs> yours is gorgeous. Yours is gorgeous. Mine is a three-ring binder with leather glued to the outside. It's an evolution. It's a You process. know, it's it's gone through many incarnations in my, you know, six plus years of practice. It's when it first started, it was a notebook and then I upgraded to a binder and then mm-hmm. I stuck an altar tile to the outside of the binder. And then that was my book of shadows for a really long time. It was just a black binder with this like pentacle altar tile on it. And then I added leather to the outside and that one was shit. So I was like, okay, let me try this again with a color that I actually like. And I love my book now, but I definitely, there are things that I want to change about it. And, you know, that's actually, like, one of the things they really got right, I think, is the Book of Shadows on Charmed. Mm-hmm. It's, it is a constant work in progress. It's full of, like, knowledge from people who came before, but it's also something they add to. Yeah. They add to it a, a few different times. And so, really, the, the, the Book of Shadows mythology in Charmed was, was and still is, actually, kind of deep and meaningful for me. Every time I start watching Charmed again, I start working on my Book of Shadows again. Same. It's very inspiring. It really is. It very it very much is. The thing that I've been sort of focusing on is making my book more colorful and being more creative with my Book of Shadows because it was so boring yes. before and there were just like bullet points and like it was like a vocab notebook from from high school where it was just like information that didn't really you know, showcase my personality. I'm not a bland, boring, colorless person. You know, I want my book to reflect that. And so I really think it does now. And I've gotten more creative and I've used mixed media and all these different kinds of things to make it my own. Do you know that my book of shadows is written almost entirely in colored marker and it's full of doodles and stickers and magazine cutouts and photographs and just all sorts of stuff like that. It's, it's super fun. That's amazing, though. And that that's a really good thing to get into in this project is talking about this beautiful, wonderful show that we love so much that has all of these kind of, like, iconic aesthetics yes, for witchcraft. Yes, it does. It doesn't have to be like that. It can be whatever yeah. you want it to yeah. be. You don't have to hold yourself to this, like, Hollywood standard. But at the same time, you can let the Hollywood standard inspire you. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I want the, the melding of I, those two points is exactly what my book of shadows is. And that's kind of what this project is. If you really think about it, it's is yeah. taking these, you know, super important pop culture representations of, of witchcraft and bringing it into reality and talking about it from a viewpoint that um, is relatable and that is real. Is your dog's name actually Little Pound Cake, or was that just for a video? No, it really is. It's really Little Pound Cake? That's his name. For those of you that don't know, Siren was on a YouTube channel called Millennial Incantations that was really popular for a long time, and... I mean, I wouldn't say that either of those things are true. It was not popular for a short time, but thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Let me hype you up. Let me hype you up. And they did a video featuring their beautiful dog. And the dog is is in frame right now and just hanging out with Siren. 
Yes, I am distracting Tyler with little okay. <laughs> which is which is a okay. Um, is there anything else that you want to discuss today, Siren? Is there anything else on your mind that I do actually, and this can be our ending okay. point or not. You know, whatever you decide is best. Um, and this is kind of bringing it back to where we started. Okay. You know, I talked a lot in the beginning about the negative effects that inaccurate media can have on us. And I talked about how having semi-accurate, semi-inaccurate witch representations can kind of muddy things and make them confusing and give a lot of false impressions. But what I want to talk about now, because this is a very complex issue, multiple contradictory points can be true, especially when we're talking about media just like it's possible to love something and critique it it's possible for something to have both positive and negative effects in yes, different ways 100 percent agree so, when you said charmed to me when you said you wanted to do a podcast about charmed obviously my eyes just lit up because the show is very special to me and i will now tell you why so i was raised by a very conservative christian woman and I had this idea in my head from a very young age that if you were not Christian, you were going mm -hmm. to hell. And specifically, if you had anything to do with witchcraft, you were going to hell because all of that was basically just devil worship. So I had this best friend. Her name was Jennifer. Oh, my God. If you're listening. <laughs> hey, Jennifer. <laughs> oh, my God. Cool. Um, so... She was my best friend, and she and her mother started practicing Wicca, and she tried to tell me about it, and I told my best and only friend, by the way, because I was a little gay boy, and nobody wanted to be friends with me because they were too stupid to realize how cool I was. I told my best and only friend that she was going to hell. Oh, no. <laughs> I was like 11. Oh, God. <laughs> Oh, no. Oh, it's terrible. Anyway, so that sucks. I was a suck 11-year-old, but most people probably sucked when they were 11. I was fat, ugly, and awkward at 11, and I didn't understand my sexuality, so yeah, I, I agree. Being 11 is hard. Being 11 is so hard. But, so this thing happened, and it wasn't like right away, but, so like my dad was stealing cable from the neighbor, and... I relatable content. <laughs> and so I turned on the TV for like the first time ever. And this show Charmed was about to come on and it looked really cool. And it was um it was the the original airing of Ex Libris in season 2. And so I watched that one on my own and it's an interesting episode because the sisters sort of split up and are in three different stories for it, but they're all kind of like trying to use witchcraft to help people in that one in different ways. And so I watched this and it had this like profound effect on me. I'm like 11 or 12 or something. And I'm like, wait, so witches can be good. And then I thought, Jennifer's a good person. And then it just fucking clicked. Oh, I'm an idiot. So I went back to her and wanted to talk about it. And I realized I was very interested 
and Wicca and witchcraft, which are not the same thing. Listeners. They are not. They're not the same thing. Oh my gosh. When I was, this is another fun fact about me being 11, not to interrupt you. I used to think that Wicca, witchcraft, and paganism, even though they are three different things, I thought that like one of them was like worse than the other. I thought they were all the same thing until maybe like three years ago. So I don't know why you're listening to anything I have to say because I'm clearly an idiot. (laughs) It's just like, I thought I was like, oh, pagans are the ones that like sacrifice the virgins and do you know who else thinks that is the writing crew of the chilling adventures of sabrina oh my god God, people okay but anyway to wrap up my story because i watched one episode of charmed it inspired me to make up with my friend who i was a total shit to and start learning about what witchcraft actually was and if i hadn't watched that show then I don't know if my life would be the same as it is now. And I guarantee you, if that 11-year-old grew up into a redacted-year-old that I am today and still thought it was okay to tell people they were going to hell for being different, I would just be a very unhappy, terrible person. Wow. It's a really beautiful story and a great way to wrap up our first app. So that's why we're talking about Charmed. That is why we're talking about Charmed. Well, y'all, we hope that you have enjoyed listening to us babble about ourselves as much as we've enjoyed doing it. So if you totally loved this bitchin' first episode of your new favorite podcast, make sure to uh, totally tune in for what we have coming up next, which is an actual analysis of an actual piece of witch media. Yeah, we'll actually get uh, we'll actually get started on uh, what we said we were gonna do, and not just like babble for for ages and ages. Um, if you have any requests or something that you would like to hear us talk about, remember to send us an email at witchbereview at gmail um, and keep an eye out for us on social media. Um, you, you'll be seeing updates on social media platforms. Find us wherever you get your podcasts. Follow me on Instagram at Tyler Carson Evans. You can also follow me personally on Facebook at Siren Spectacular, non-binary meme witch. It's basically the best Facebook page out there. Um, or you can follow my Coven's YouTube channel, Millennial Incantations, also on Facebook. You can actually look at my Coven's YouTube channel, Millennial Incantations, on YouTube. It's really great, and we'll get back to working on it eventually when I'm done screwing around with Tyler here. (laughs) Oh, gee, thanks. Yeah, yeah, let's see. What else do I need to shameless plug? No, I'm good. I'm good. Promise next time we'll have a sign-off planned. Thank you so much for listening. We'll talk to you next time. Bye, witches! Bye. Bye!